Hey, you, come here. My name's Bob Gordon, and this is Hibernation, a podcast dedicated to finding out how folks are getting on with life in this period of isolation due to COVID-19. I'm joined by music industry accountant, tax expert, Supreme, Kylie Thompson. Kylie, how are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. It's the end of the day. Pretty exhausted. <laughs> I can only be- begin to imagine. Now, because the social um, restrictions have lifted somewhat, I'm actually able to sit here in your office to have a chat rather than on the phone. And uh, I can tell you it's probably the first time I've gone out and worn pants in four weeks. <laughs> oh, that's good to see. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a big moment um, for all of us. Now, in recent times, um, you've sort of been like, oh, uh, not so much the uh, the magician or uh, hero that the music industry deserves, because frankly it doesn't, but the the hero the music industry has needed. Thank you. <laughs> You've helped and saved a lot of people, and I can feel them here in the room with me. A lot of all the lives you've saved. It's breaking the um, social uh, gathering um, rule just on by, by worthy spirits. What's it been like for you these last six weeks? You probably never had musicians running to you trying to get their shit together with numbers and figures ever like this before. No, no. It's amazing what when you need some money, how you can get your shit together <laughs> and do three, four, five. 10 years worth of returns, maybe even 15, some people. Goodness, man. (laughs) It's actually been, um, it's a two-part. It's been very rewarding, but very emotionally draining. Having, I think I've nearly got 800 clients, so, and there hasn't been many good stories in the last six weeks. So it's, yeah, I think I probably went full on till Good Friday was the first day I actually stopped for about four weeks. And I think it hit me like a ton of bricks on Good Friday, like, what's going on? What what world are we in at the moment? I hadn't really stopped to think about where I was at and my family and and my environment, I guess. Had you thought about what was forthcoming, say, before the, you know, there were daily updates on the television from the Prime Minister and everything that well, if this happens, this could happen, or did you re- react to, you know, the the news and the shutdowns of, of industries and certainly the music and arts industries and go, well, or did you think there was something in the wind? Uh, because I'm also a financial advisor, I'd been getting advice from um, the company in Melbourne that I'm authorised through probably for two or three weeks before about this COVID virus and, you know, we don't really know what effects it's going to have on the market. Look at what happened with SARS, that sort of thing. So they kind of, I guess, put me into a false sense of security that, hey, SARS was bad, but it wasn't that bad. It was a couple of months of disruption. But then I think it was like the 12th of March was kind of like, well, I'd been in Lombok for the week of 6th to 9th for the weekend, 6th to 9th of March. Did you isolate for two weeks and uh, you got I, back? I, I didn't have to, mm. but the first week, it escalated from the Friday the 6th to Friday the 13th, 
if I was going on Friday the 13th, I wouldn't have got on the plane. Um, that's how quickly it escalated. So we were in Indonesia um, using hand sanitizer, left, right and centre, steering clear of everyone. We had masks, all that sort of thing. But there was virtually hardly anyone there anyway at that point. Um, then we came back and I think what really hit me was the music industry, how quickly that just escalated from Friday night to Monday. People just putting online just lost six months worth of work virtually, didn't it? It, it just yeah. collapsed. That that it was and and the that website that was started, I lost my gig and just seeing the numbers. I think I, I looked last week and it's three hundred and thirty million, I think, lost gigs from everyone that's actually, you know, um, recorded there. It's like beyond worst nightmare. Yeah. Really. Um so I guess what really upset me was the fact that I knew what went in behind those tours, those scenes, those festivals. And everyone I was speaking to was like, well, we're just on a roll. We were just, this has been the best year we've ever had. We had so much work lined up. So that that really got to me. And as I say, I kept going for four weeks without even stopping to think about where I was at and my family and how it was affecting me because basically I didn't get out of this office. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty amazing because, you know, this was preceded while coronavirus was bubbling overseas kind of thing we heard bits about it in news reports and because of course the headlines in Australia were led by the bushfires and as usual the music industry amongst the first if not the first to step up in all sorts of uh, benefits and uh, fundraisers around the country so the first in line at the door to help out is so often the last in line to get any indication that they will be helped when they need it. Mm, mm. That was, how did you view that frustration also through the eyes of people who would have been contacting you? Oh, hugely, because um, I actually managed to coordinate um, going to the big bushfire concert in Sydney in February with a, with a conference. So prior to that, Phil Stevens had phoned me in January as soon as the bushfires had occurred with his concept, which took him only three days to organise mm. about their event that they held in Frio and got together by the end of January. Yeah. So I'd been to quite like a couple of pretty big bushfire fundraisers and just couldn't believe the efforts that go into these things. And I think the one I attended in Sydney raised nine mil. And so then to see this happen and... The government not come out with anything at all relating to the arts and they still haven't. I've actually just phoned the CPAs and said, can I do an A, um, they had something on tourism and franchises, how it's affecting them and I contact them and said, can I do something on the arts? Um, yeah. As a CPA from a CPA point of view that I'm dealing with day in, day out. So yeah, it's pretty upsetting and I guess they did make the announcement of the job keeper with the sole traders when that was announced the second lot of stimulus payments. I was really relieved that night because I thought I could see this was going to help some people. But then when you get into the nitty-gritty of it, all these things are very difficult and it's just unfolding day in, day out. And fortunately for a lot of my clients, I've had them very organised in structures, paying wages, paying per diems. So that's actually, I've had a couple of really 
um, local artist just come to me in the last week going, when you set us up and all this fancy stuff, we thought, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> and now it's like, payday, yes, thank you. Yeah. So I've had some real wins with, with this system as well. Sure. Based on getting people organised. So. And how have you found, because you know, because you've had clients and a lot of new ones, and in terms of being hit up on social media and things, people just desperate for information and trying to work it out for themselves, but trying to get the um, the, the pro tips as well. Um, it, yeah, it, it's a hard time. Isn't it? Oh, I've probably spread myself a bit thin, um, trying to be help everyone. And then sometimes you can just get caught on conversations where people are just just trying to get free advice, really. Uh, so, yeah, that's a tricky one. Um, I guess it comes with being a sort of generous person or having empathy for, for the industry. But at certain times, I've got to say, hey, <laughs> if you're a client of mine, you get the information every week on email. I'm, I'm sure you've seen the emails that we've numerous. Yeah. Yeah, we're trying to keep everyone up to date, but... Um, and then I, then I kind of took on this role of trying to put just, um, stuff out on Facebook where I've got a thousand musician type industry friends. So they're not all clients, but I took on this role of like trying to keep the masses informed a bit as well. Cause I could see this is just a nightmare unfolding. There's going to be that many people enrolled in the wrong things and that, or they shouldn't be eligible and all that sort of thing. It's just very scary. So at the moment, I'm thinking as long as people get some money, but. There's going to be a lot of people out there getting money that maybe shouldn't be as well, you know. What's well, even six to eight months or twelve months? There could be. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just unfolding daily at the moment. We're we're getting up. They're changing the rules every day on mm. us, and we're trying to keep up. The funniest one was actually ScoMo on television announcing some stimulus uh, measures, and my phone's ringing, going, "Can I get this?" I'm like. Well, actually, you just interrupted me hearing about it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty strange world. Yeah. So it's literally up to the minute developments yeah. that, that you're giving people. Yeah. In that case, looking at the television, which they could also be doing, but yeah. And, of course, when they're announcing it, it hasn't gone to Parliament and passed law yet. So they're just saying what they'd like to do. In this particular case, everything that's come through, they've just slammed it through. It's been incredible without much changes at all. But then um, the Treasurer actually has the right to change anything at, at the flick of a pen at the moment, and mm. he's doing that. As soon as he gets a few complaints about something, they, they put out a thing Friday night. They said 17-year-olds can't get JobKeeper. If you're living at home, you can't get it. <laughs> And that's, right. that's been a change since people were filling in all the applications for five days before that. Right. So it's scary times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, what was your best subject at school? Oh, maths. Kelsey <laughs> <laughs> <Kelsey> Priest. <laughs> now, somehow over the years, you've managed to mix your, your great ability with numbers with your great passion, which is music. So how did that come to be that you've, you've actually managed to merge the two so successfully and enjoyably, I'd suggest? Uh, well, it was actually um, by default. Well, I was working in a, a practice in Claremont for five years in the 90s and the practice uh, specialised in arts in general. There was dancers, there was artists, sculptors, fine artists, 
and a few bands started going in there. So my boss, who was a bit older, just kind of said, oh, here you go, you look after the bands. So at that stage, my first two bands were Cinema Prague and Spank. Oh, classic, <laughs> classic WA action. Yeah, there. and it was actually Andy, Andy Fuller from Spank who um, uh, put John Butler onto me. He said, you need to get this guy, he's going to be big. So that's right. really kind of, I had the bands, then I got John uh, in the late 90s. Um, and then I guess I stopped in, I had my son in 2000. So I basically at that point gave up working in the big practices in, I went from Claremont to Subi and just started doing this on weekends at, at home. Um, and then I guess I went through the growth phase with John as his career took off. I kind of went along for the ride. Exponential there. Yeah. And independent. Amazing. Yeah, we had to, we had some really huge um, growth um, just trying to find it. Just we made it up as we went a fair bit because mm. it was uh, he was the original, most successful independent um, artist. So I, I um, had a lot of great help with people on the east coast. Um, people would refer me to industry, some huge people in the industry, and I'd be trying to find out how what they were doing. But of course, they'd all signed up to labels, so we were the label. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was a fascinating ride, and um, they were fantastic. Him and his partner Danielle, they've just basically. I kept thinking they're going to go, they're going to go, they're getting so big, they're going to go to some big firm in yuppie firm in St George's Terrace or something, you know. <laughs> but um, they just had faith in me and just said, "Look, if you don't know the answer, just find the specialist that does." And so I got very good at doing. If I don't, if and that and that is a big thing as an accountant. If you don't know. You need to find the person that does know. It's no use making out like you do know something okay, yeah. if you don't know it. Yeah. So, yeah, as it went by, it was kind of like 10 years anniversary of um, John's career and he celebrated. Um, we took us all to Rottnest for a thank you. Yeah. And uh, by that point, I thought, I think I'm in here for the long, long haul. So, um, yeah, that was very, um, very lucky. And then it was Andrew Fuller that, about six, seven years ago, I said, I think you need to get out. You've been staying at home just just kind of, yeah, I guess I'd spent 13, 14 years learning my craft and he said, you need to get out there and tell everyone what you know about the music industry because <laughs> you've had pretty good experience. Yeah. So that's when I started doing some workshops for Wham and APRO and I do some for Leadable TAFE. I've done all sorts. Do you like Fashion Week? Yeah, spreading goodness and wisdom. Yeah, I even so I even got to go to Changes Festival in Melbourne last year on a panel, so that was exciting. Yeah, um, that's, that's so. nice as your assistant. <laughs> so I went to your it was your tenth anniversary twentieth twentieth <laughs> sorry last year of uh, Sorrento Strategic, which is your your business, and the local hotel in South Fremantle, and it was um, uh, all star lineup of friends and. Uh, and clients, and because um, as far as I can see, your your clients are your friends. <laughs> that included uh, John Butler and, and Danielle, or aka Mama Kin, and uh, various Jarrah Records family and um, people you've looked after. And obviously, they have really appreciated your your care and your diligence and and your friendship. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was just one of the 
top nights of my life that night. That was just mm. all came together. It was unbelievable. I had uh, Karis Thompson's been a client for several mm. years. I actually met him in at the Horden in um, Sydney. He was support actor John. Yeah, I, I recall uh, hearing Karis do a Triple J cross in the 2000s before, like, yeah, playing at the Horton Pavilion, supporting John. Uh, and, yeah, that, that's the thing about the, the music industry is that, you know, these you meet a lot of people, but you also do establish relationships that, you know, if you're blessed to live long, they go for a long time and the, and the bonds run deep. So that must be an, another nice thing. I mean, you, you'd have that with clients anyway, but there's a sort of emotional thing to uh, musicians and music. Oh, yes, yeah, so it's like... Um like Zebra, that was uh, the song of the, you know, the APRA song of the year. Mm. Like that song's so special. And on that night, John actually sung his own version of that to me with Danielle and changed the words about, yeah, it was just, so songs can mean a, a real, that's the thing about music, isn't it? It will remind you of a certain event in your life or, and I guess it's really fantastic as an accountant instead of just sitting here doing paperwork. I, that's, I guess I got to a point where I could start going out when both kids were in high school and stuff, um, and it was like, well, it's not much sense sitting here if I don't even know what sort of genre they are, what's their act, and that sort of thing. So that's when I started going out to, you know, I, I do try and get to as many different things as I can. It's very hard because you get asked to a lot of things. You do pretty well. I've, I've seen you out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, the EP launches or the, yeah, so, yeah it's... Uh, it's a difficult, it's a fine line to tread to try and keep everyone happy, but I do try and see what I can. And and no lack of uh, music to listen to in the office, I'd suggest, or, or do you just shut the two out when you're doing the paperwork? Oh, it's a bit hard for me. I've just got my new record player, which is from um, George Nico, which is fantastic. Um, so I've been getting albums, but I, did, I didn't have any record players, so that was okay. cool. Um, but the two... Um, Shen- Welcome to the... 20th century. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Chantel and Alex being, you know, millennials or, or whatever in their 20s, um, they sit there with their, their earpods in all day listening to their music. So, okay. So they're yeah. your, your employees here who must have uh, gained a whole new education in the last six weeks in yeah. terms of how intense everything is. Yeah, yeah. I've got great and I've also got a girl, Christine, who's worked for me for 17 years in Manjima. Yeah, I've got, there's only the four of us, so it's, um, I've even had my husband in the office last week helping out, so. Yeah. All hands on deck. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. great. What would, the people who are sort of caught between the cracks at the moment, while you, you've certainly helped a lot, and I, I know there are some numbers that have helped a huge deal of people, um, just circumstances, whether your clients or just people out there who are kind of between the cracks, and you know, are they job seeker, are they job keeper, and sort of the confusion in between. What, what would you say to people in, in just in terms of like, you know, keeping uh, just sort of chilled and not panicking and, and, and you know, what what they can do? Um, I guess I've basically, the job keeper was a, a bonus announcement because when Job Seeker came out, people in relationships that their partner's still working weren't going to get a cent. So, um, which has always been the way you haven't been able to go on unemployment if your partner's still working, which seems pretty unfair if you've just lost all your income overnight. 
So the thing about JobKeeper, at least, is that you're entitled to get it if your business has, has dropped 30%. So it's a real bonus, I guess, to be able to get $3,000 a month for you losing your income, regardless of what your partner's doing. So that is a real bonus for JobKeeper. But I've encouraged everyone to go for Job Seeker with Centrelink or whatever they call themselves now, Service Australia. Basically get that in the pipeline because that's been a real lag. I know lots of people, the money's only just starting to trickle through. So until you at least start that process because it's such a backlog there. But hopefully the job keeper is going to take over in a week um, and that money should be real. Who knows? We, it's very difficult for us that we 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 can't count on when the money's coming through. We can only get your applications in and registered. Yeah. Um, the good thing about JobKeeper, they've actually just dragged it out now to say you can even apply up till May and get pa- back paid for April. Okay. So if you're not sure... Your dog's happy about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Most people that have been here know Jake, the office dog. He's, yeah. he's nearly 13. <laughs> wow. Day over 12. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so he, he, he knows when I'm in the office. He's just like, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so I'd say don't panic about JobKeeper. They've given extra time um, and you are going to have some money pretty soon. That's all I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, So the JobKeeper maximum is about a week away if you're entitled to it. But I would also suggest that it's not a bad thing to get advice than trying to do it yourself. I know it saves a bit of money, but if you really don't know what you're doing, come and get some help. Yeah, And I think, you know, online where, I mean, you see every opinion kind of thing. Just different trains of thought about super and accessing super. And yeah. I guess it, it, it may be good, the right step for some and just not for others. Or? Oh, we can't really. It's such a – the actual accounting bodies have come out and given special exemption for us to to give advice for $300, a written report. Right. Um, but we just – as because I'm an accountant and financial advisor, I'm just like – trying to stay away from the whole thing. I, all I'm saying is it's available. You go through MyGov to do it. You need to really talk to your super fund about what effects that will have on one thing might be life insurance and the other your long-term balance, I guess. Mm. But it is an option that it's there and it's pretty rare to be able to get super out of your super fund before you retire. So I guess if you really feel like you need money and you can't, I mean, definitely in this music um, events, a lot of these industries who can see anything much coming out of it for six months. Yeah, it may be what's necessary to keep you going. Um, well, we we are in extreme or desperate times, aren't we? Like, yeah, it's just not normal running, is it? No, know. no. So you know, and I saw it on current affair the other night they're saying look if a 25 year old takes 10 grand out it's going to cost them 130,000 on their numbers off their top line when they retire or whatever um someone our age or something it's going to cost you take 20 out it's going to cost you maybe 40 grand before you retire so it's so varied but it is one of those options that's there for sure yeah are things kind of flattening out for you at the moment because of you know, people flocking to for your services and things slowly, apparently getting sorted out, um, and job keeper kind of coming in next week, or is it just still full on? Oh, we're um, full on because so we've basically got most of our 
March bass returns completed already. We usually get another four weeks to do that because the people with businesses need the cash flow boost. That's starting to get paid this week. Um, so we're about a month ahead on that work. Mm. Um, we've also got a whole heap of new clients with multiple years trying to get some money. So that's extra work we never had as well. And then we've still got the ordinary people that come in April, May, and the returns are due middle of May. They've at least given us a few extra weeks there. But yeah, there's still a lot of work on. Yeah. <laughs> so, so and there's nowhere to go on holidays. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> that's where I'd rather be. <laughs> what do you think you'd like to do when you know? I don't know when that will the new normal be declared one day or over a period of time will go. Okay, this is the new normal. However, it transpires when there is a new normal. What are you most looking forward to? Oh, uh, well, the most, probably one of the big things I miss is AFL footy. It's like I live yeah. and breathe it. Um, Eagles members. So there's, you know, going to be no AFL games probably that we'll see this year. So that's pretty devastating. But leading on from that, my teenage sons, like I've been watching them since I was five. So this is the first time in 15 years that we haven't spent every Saturday, Sunday watching them play footy. Yeah. Um, so that's a big, a huge big hole for us. They, they're a bit excited with the 10. 10 people because they might be able to get back into training. Might be a bit of a light that there might be a few games this year. But that's, as a parent, you know, you've got your rituals that you've done since, I guess, yeah, when you're in um, watching your kids grow up, it's like that's just the stuff that you do. And I've got very sporty kids, so that's just what we've always done for six months of every year is go and watch them play sport. I was meant to be at the Australian Surf Life Saving Championships this weekend with the little one. Um, wow. That all got cancelled. So yeah, it is true actually. When all sorts of things can be going on in life, but when you take your your kids to uh, see whatever sporting <laughs> event they have in in that hour that they're playing, it, it kind of everything else just doesn't exist. Is yeah, it? it's mm-hmm. like that was my weekend relief for mm-hmm. six months of the year, and yeah, we've we've done it with the same kids, so we know the parent. You know, it's just a part of your life, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've probably been putting all that energy into working on weekends, which I normally would be out doing stuff. So, mm. And in general, throughout now and through into the new normal and beyond, we'll always have music. <laughs> yes. But then, and then you can't even do that as your release on a weekend as well. No. Go well, and, well, with the things restricted, lifted up to uh, 10 people, I yeah. guess bands can rehearse. Might, and record. And record. Fantastic And, and, and today. a bit more with, um, in, in terms of the live streaming thing. Yes. That actual band. I hadn't thought of that. Fantastic. Yeah. So. They can get together as a band instead of these kind of in four different places. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's amazing how everything over perhaps, say, the last six weeks has changed by the day. And, yeah, you, it's easy to want to be disconnected from the on sort of news and updates, but you need to kind of have your, your ears on for certain parts of it so that you don't lose out. So Kylie Thompson, thank you for hibernating with me on Hibernation. Thank you, Rob. Thanks. <laughs> thank you for joining me on Hibernation. Until the next time, look after each other. We're worth it. Bye.